Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting and pumped on in! The Giants have won the pennant! All right, Brad, we're back. Yeah. After, I would say... A half decent week by the Giants. Nice little start, and yeah, you know, kind of ended on a, on a sour note there with uh, pool holes in his thirty-seven mile an hour fastball. Mountains <laughs> there. Well, I mean, if you went into the week and said, "Hey, the Giants are going to be four and two, we do this all, all the time. You go into the week and you say yeah. the Giants would be four and two, and you go, "Yeah, that's great," but then you, I mean, you sweep the, the Rockies and you're three and zero. Oh, and then you go one and two, and then it just ends sour. Yeah. Um, and that's what they always talk about. They want to end on a high note, and they did not end on a high note last night. That ESPN stinker. And I swear, it's every time we get a national game. <laughs> you know, that that Apple TV Plus game yeah. and then the ESPN game. It's like, just keep us keep us on. Nobody else needs to see us. We're yeah, just yeah. Giants fans. <laughs> the, the, you know, I was like so thankful for Colorado. But then I was like, you know what? Colorado's not a bad team. Now, we, we kind of Ooh. talked about this last time. They are not great when it comes to run differential, which is really right. an easy way for me to see who's real and who's not real. Uh, and so Colorado uh, is 500 currently, but they are minus 28 in the run differential. So probably worse than a 500 team but still competitive because they're in the best you know the best division in baseball if we want to call it cuz you know we're the only di- only division in baseball right now in which every single team is at or above 500 so right in uh, and, in, in and the they AL- don't have Chris Bryant Chris Bryant is still hurt right big big part of their offense the AL West is super top heavy Houston and the Angels are playing 650 ball uh, but there's three teams in that division that are under 500. In in the Central, everyone's kind of you know close though. Kansas City and Detroit are actually really bad, but the other teams are just yeah. kind of right around you know right right around each other. Minnesota is five games above 500. The Yankees are on fire. Jeez, they're 25 yeah. and nine. Uh, Tampa's 21 and 14. Toronto probably a little disappointing, especially because they're minus 15 in run differential. 
18 and 17 and Baltimore. And how can you be below Baltimore? Shame on you, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you Boston know, Boston is, is rough because that's a team that everybody thought this year yeah. was going to come out of the gates and them and, and Toronto were going to be fighting at the top. Toronto's seven and a half games back because the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now. Do you hear that, Dodger fans? The Yankees <laughs> are the best team in baseball right now. So, uh, and just to Somebody's round out, calling me. I think it's a. I think it's a Dodger fan. Uh oh, Ned Coletti. He he it's, he's it's retired. Spam. It's spam. I'm gonna turn it off. We don't get any phone calls other than spam anymore. I know on our, on our house phone. I don't. Know so okay, so so this is this is an interesting tangent here. You have a house phone that is yeah, a non-mobile I, phone. Yeah. I don't want a house phone. By the way, <laughs> this is a fight every year when the bill comes out. Or, you know, we re up the, this and that. There's a fight every year. I don't want a house phone. I don't need to pay thirty bucks a month for a house phone. But yes, I lose the battle. Okay, <laughs> so. Is the only reason you have a house phone for the once in a rare occasion time that you need to call nine one one? I don't even know about that because we we you sleep with your cell phones <laughs> on the side of your bed. You just have to pick it up, flip it, and uh, dial. I'm gonna I'm gonna call nine one one on my cell phone before before I'm gonna use my house phone. Um, I think the only reason we have it is for, you know, our parents, uh, you know, okay. just in case they panic situation and they call a house number instead of the cell number. Right. Um, but, but honestly, it's a, it's a VoIP phone too. So it's like, if the router goes down, right. You know, the internet goes down, we don't have a phone. So I I'm to the point now where I just want to get rid of it, but. Okay. Cause that, that was the argument. And this we're going back now 10, 10 years since the last time I had a house phone. Now, the, the hook was that the cable company was like, hey, you have cable. You can add on the house phone for like $5 or $10 a month. And I was like, well, I don't want one. I have a cell phone. No, 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 no. But you need the house phone because... Cell phone, what happens if your cell phone goes dead? What happens if your battery dies? I'm like, well, I'll just make sure that the battery doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the network could go down 100%. But like yeah. you said, if, if, the, if, the, uh, if the network goes down, um, that, but actually the, the, their argument was, well, what, your Wi-Fi, you know, if, if, if your cell signal goes out, your Wi-Fi may not go out. My argument was, well, my Wi-Fi goes out way more than my cell phone goes out. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. So, and, and so it was just this back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, guys, am I like, you know, I was talking to the rep. I was like, am I different? Like, am I different? Are people actually still needing a house phone, even though everyone has a cell phone? And they're like, well, it's not as popular as it once was. And I'm like, okay, right. So why are you keep trying to sell this to me? It's yeah. it's archaic. I don't need it. And they're like, <laughs> okay, goodbye. But but that was you know, but but that was the hook. It was like, oh, yeah. get your cell phone, get your cable, get your internet, all through the same package. And I imagine the people are like, I want those other two things. 
Yeah. And maybe not even cable anymore. Maybe it's just internet, but I don't need well, that phone. The other thing too is I think, and AT&T, and we could talk about this all day. It's tech stuff. <laughs> but AT- AT&T, I think has a deal because, you know, they bought DirecTV, but now they ditch DirecTV. They don't want DirecTV anymore. Yeah. But if you bundled all four of their things, like we have cell phone, uh, internet, DirecTV, and landline. So you have all four things bundled. You save a bit on your bill. Not a, Not a whole lot, but... The big thing is you get unlimited data on your um, on your home internet. So on ah. your service, you you don't have a You're cap. Not you, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, throttle you back if you hit a certain level or anything like that. So I think that's one of those things. The last time I called, they said, "Yeah, but you're gonna lose your unlimited." And I was like, "Well, that's not that big of a deal." But now we stream everything and we have one gig service, so it's super fast. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to hit that cap at some point. So, yeah, kind of kind of stick with the We got to be old school, man. You got to have the the old. But, you know, it's it's not it just looks like, you know, it's not really a phone. So, <laughs> yeah, not really a home phone. It's just yeah. it's a a phone that floats around the house. So, here was here was my and we'll we'll, we'll We'll get off of this in a second. Here here was my <laughs> oh, This cons- is fun. Here was my conspiracy <laughs> theory, okay? My conspiracy theory was that the only reason they wanted you to have a home phone was because they were going to sell your phone number to all the marketers. And if the marketers couldn't buy, you know, couldn't buy the phone numbers to them, like having a phone service was not necessary. Yeah. And I I believe that because I'm looking at this phone right now and it says 40 new messages. And I guarantee you over the past, those probably came in over the past seven days and then we go through and clean it. They're just hangups. It's yeah. 40 hangups yeah. from spam, suspected spam every single time. So yep. yeah, it's garbage. Yep. All right. <laughs> Quickly, let's get back to these, uh, the, these divisions. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee playing very well. Uh, St. Louis playing decently well, and uh, their def- their run differential definitely increased after yesterday's game no, against the Giants. Yeah. Pittsburgh, great. Chicago, Cincinnati, all under 500. Cincinnati's the worst team in baseball. Uh, in the NL East, Mets are playing really well. The Mets are actually higher than the Giants in run differential, second in the National League uh, behind the Dodgers. And then uh, Philly is is probably playing a little worse than what they should be. Uh, Atlanta is is about five hundred, a little bit less than 500. Miami is underneath that, uh, Atlanta, but they have actually, they're in, in the positive when it comes to run differential. So maybe they're playing a little bit underneath what they should be. And then you get to our division, Arizona, 18 and 17, <laughs> but uh, minus 15 run differential. Yeah. After seeing all these home runs being hit off of Madison Bumgarner, I expected them to be <laughs> worse, but they're actually competing. So that's good for baseball, but not good for us because – you know, we we needed all those gimmies last year from some of these teams, and we may not get them this year. Yeah, that that's going to be. The, I mean, we we did you know sweep Colorado. That was huge. But uh, you know, the series starts in what? Uh, right now, I'm still looking well, right at the now. lineup right now. Yeah, so it starts right now, and uh, I of course you know I'm I'm watching it on my cell phone, so it's going to be uh, I'm going to be a little uh, little little behind on what it is you're seeing. Um, but yeah, so in Colorado, that always destroys your ERA. 
that yeah. destroys your destroys that could your destroy will you. to live. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and um, you know, for us on the West Coast, we're happy these games start at five forty because yeah. a lot of times these are like four hours, <laughs> four hour games, man. So, um, yeah, who do who do we have on the mound tonight? Uh, that is a good question. I can find that, that out. I love to very. Quickly. I love to pop up game day, but see, that's the other problem too. Is if I pop up game day on MLB.com, yeah, and I have the game going on TV, I'm going to see what happens beforehand. Uh, oh, that's right. We got Woody on the mound. Tonight, okay, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You beat me to it. Wood against Senzatella, and we've beat up Senzatella quite a few times over the years. Um, and it is Colorado, so it should be interesting. Our lineup looks like almost like a an what the opening day lineup was supposed to be, which is yep. kind of nice. So, so why don't we get into it? Because, yeah. uh, we have, uh, Evan Longoria back at third and today, uh, Tommy Listella is back. Now, the interesting thing about Listella is he was kind of close and then it seemed like he would take a step back. Like he'd get close. Yeah. It's like, Oh, he's coming back. He's so, and Nope. You know he's going to take a day off. Got a little tenderness in the in that foot, uh, but I assume that they are one hundred percent comfortable with where he is right now. And uh, you know we'll see because you know we have we still haven't yet had the full Tommy Lastella experience, right? Like he's yeah he's been there for a little bit, then he's take time off and he's hurt, then he you know he's got a rehab, and so I'm kind of interested to see because if you remember. He was the first guy who got a multi-year deal with Zadie, and that was a big that was a big thing because he saw a guy in Oakland who, you know, defensively he's he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna press you very often. But he's like, up, oh, gets on base, doesn't swing at bad pitches, drives the ball, and perfect fit. I, I want to see what that perfect fit is. I would love to see him come out and play well because. Otherwise, we're kind of left scratching our head going like, did Zadie miss on this one? Is it possible he missed? Yeah, and I was going to bring up today, do we think also, and this, you know, we could discuss this later, but do we also think that maybe with the um, coming up of Luis Gonzalez and Elio Ramos in the minor leagues who made a slight appearance, do we, do, did he jump the gun on Jock Peterson a little bit? Uh, I know it's only a one-year, $6 million deal, um, and you have the DH, but at that point, was it a need? Because what else did we see today? We saw Luis Gonzalez yeah. go down because Tommy Listella is healthy again. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Because uh, I started thinking about it, I go, hmm, I wonder if he just kind of overplayed that a little bit by getting Jock Peterson um, and not getting some of the younger guys a chance early on. But you also won 107 games last year, so you kind of have to say, we, we, well, you've got to ride this train. Uh, we don't want to mess it up by maybe bringing up some young guys and, and then they don't perform and then we're dead in the water because yeah. now we don't have another outfielder. We don't have another power left-handed bat. Um so yeah, I don't. I yeah, you know, I definitely don't think that's the case. But it's it's just interesting to think about. But Tommy Listella, we saw some flashes from him last year. Um, I was I wanted to pull up his stats because one of one of you know the stats you always look at when you talk about Farhan is the walks to strikeouts, and you mm-hmm. look at his career: 161 walks and 185 strikeouts. So that that's the type of guy that Farhan likes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, yeah, he's not going to be the guy who strikes out a lot. He's not going to be the guy who, um, you know, hits into too many 
uh, ground ball double plays, but he's going to be a guy who's going to fight for his at-bats and draw out the bats. I mean, last year and the year before, uh, also he had um, some of the highest – and actually the year before they signed him, he led the league in pitches per at-bat. So that, and that's always what you want to see as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Giants the... got a little something going, right? Yeah, runner on second with uh, Yastrzemski at the plate. Uh, the Yasmanian Devil, yes. uh, as we called them last week. Um, so a couple other things happened uh, and in addition to La Stella being back. Like you said, Luis Gonzalez was sent down. And you kind of wonder, you go, wow, you know, was it something he did? 100% is no, is no. the answer. <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, really good for them. I, I would say in the upper half of the position players on the team, now, the only reason he goes down is because they're number crunched and he has options. And I, you know, they would have to make a similar decision as to what they did. And we're going to get to that in a second because that is a big part of this show. Yeah. Is someone who they had to trade over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, I, you know, w- with this team. They they are a veteran team, and you and I'm sure Zadie's like, look, there's a possibility at some point in the near future, someone may need a couple you know couple games off here and there because of X, Y, and Z. And, and so Gonzalez is going to be, you know, he's going to going to be pretty much packing a small bag. I'm guessing just to be ready to come back at at any point. But man, it was really fun to see him. He had some big knocks. He, he's uh one of those guys who is a lot faster than you even realize because he's running so dang hard. Um, make, made a nice sliding catch the other night. They also biffed one. Uh, I think there was like a he turned a single into a double or something. Yeah, he has a little bit of a hard time in the outfield, but but he's a good outfielder. See, that's the thing, though. He is a good outfielder. We're just not seeing it yet. Um, what? If 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 I told you on what is this May sixteenth, right? Yes. If I told you on May sixteenth at the beginning of the season, I said on May sixteenth, here's your top three RBI guys for the Giants this year: Wilmer Flores, Tyro Estrada, and then Luis Gonzalez. I would have said he unretired <laughs> from the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at that point you would have been Luis Gonzalez. You mean the guy who? <laughs> You know, he hit pretty well in spring training and, uh, yeah, 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 he's doing okay in, in AAA, but yeah, those are the top three RBI guys. I mean, Joey Bart hasn't shown up yet. Uh, Brandon Crawford hasn't shown up yet. Belt has been hurt. He's, you know, he's back now. Um, no, nobody, Jock Peterson, you know, was on a tear and then he hurt his groin and then he still hasn't quite come back. He hit the bomb last night. So maybe we're starting to see it. It's the only injury where I'm like. Okay, I get it. You yeah, hurt yeah. your groin. Yeah, that's... you 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 can barely <laughs> like sneeze or cough when you yes. hurt your groin. Like yeah. for some reason, it just affects every part of you. like the nervous system is like all out of whack. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and then you walk funny, and then you you can't swing the bat, you can't throw. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff with a groin injury, so. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would have laughed if you would have said those were your top three. Oh yeah, RBI guys. At one oh, point. Mauricio Dubon led the team about a week into the season in RBI. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you would think Darren Ruff, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. Yeah. All those guys are Belt's Belt's doing all right. 
uh, Crawford he hit a home run the other night, but he's still swinging at bad pitches and his average is down. Ruff is hitting some screamers, but still not much to show for it. Unfortunately no. for him, uh, he's got to be frustrated because imagine, you know, and then that's a lot of guys what I've seen this year. It's like you got a lot of guys who are just hitting lasers and being played perfectly. You almost wonder if like these defensive metrics are even better than we realized. Yeah, I I, I want to say they are because there, there are a lot of, you know, line drives up the middle, one hoppers up the middle and you go, oh, this is great, man. He's going to, you know. We got a double out of this, or it's gonna it's gonna hit the gap and it find somebody's glove on the infield, and you go, my god! <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about uh, a couple more injuries. Uh, actually, one more injury, and then and then a trade. But before that, just wanted to remind folks, you know, if you are listening to this through your podcast app, whatever that podcast app is, give us a rating. You know, we we really benefit from the ratings because that algorithm starts working a little bit and you can, they will showcase us a little bit more in searches and in Google and all that stuff. So if you can rate us five stars and that would be great because, you know, we've only been doing this joined feed now for gosh, is, has it been maybe a month or so, you know, we have the red and gold standard podcast. uh, We have the death lineup and, you know, we've been doing, We've been doing shows after every Warriors playoff game. We've we've missed one. We've missed one, and <laughs> and now now they're in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brian and I are just like we're we're wired for it, man. We're we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're but my poor wife, she she you know she, when, when she met me. Okay, here's here's a good story. When she met me, the Warriors were in the midst of this like historic run. They had kept yeah. Durant, Steph, Clay, Draymond. And so uh, we meet, and she had been watching the Warriors playoff games with her kids. And then I come in, and so we're watching the games together. Uh, but I don't think she realized like how I watch these games because she's kind of given up. She's kind of been like, "Okay, this is a little too intense for me." <laughs> and, uh, and and it's funny because uh, the Warriors had coach Steve Kerr. He had uh, COVID nineteen. And so he missed the yeah. last two games and his wife, who I know very tangentially because she knows one of my friends and I've met mm. her like two or three different times. And uh, she's, she's a lot of fun. She's got a great personality, but uh, so she's not used to Steve being home on game day. Right. So she's watching like the game with him for a couple minutes and she's out. She's, I can't. I'm going to watch the Kardashians because he's home and he's, you know, he's just being frenetic and I'm sure it's stressed out. Oh, but, yeah. But anyway, so probably pacing around the living room. Yeah. So the death lineup, red and gold standard, which is 49ers plus this podcast, which is, you know, we, we are the OGs to, to this network here. We kind of laid the, the yeah. land for everybody. Uh, but yeah. Check us out. Give us five stars, and uh, we very much appreciate it. And you know what? I've seen um, some podcast hosts read reviews like on the air. Oh yeah. And, and, and if we, you like know, if we that. get some reviews, I think that's kind of a cool thing. We will read yeah. the review on the air if it's not bad. I mean, if it's bad, yeah. we're not reading it. <laughs> well, then then you do the Jimmy Kimmel thing where you read the, the celebrities <laughs> read their their bad tweets. Those are classic. I love watching those. <laughs> uh, okay, so now let's get back to uh, to Desclafani. Yeah, Anthony Desclafani goes on the sixty day DL. 
bit of a surprise, I, I guess. Yeah. I think we thought maybe he was coming back a little sooner than he is. Uh, what did Gabe Kapler call it? He said the long, slow ramp. So he's still work. He's still doing work. He's still throwing off the mound, but they pushed him back to the 60 day, which also I wonder how strategic that was because it allows them to keep, you know, an extra player though. I guess if you keep Desclafani, you, you probably don't need one of those relievers. Uh, who, who's the kid that they brought back up today? Uh, Lavera. They brought him back oh, up. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, like Marte went back down, Lavera came back up. I imagine if Desclafani's ready, then both of those guys are just back down in AAA. So, um, yeah. yeah, kind of, kind of frustrating because I think I've been a little harder on Desclafani than you have, just because I was looked at the second half of last year and was just like, okay, I don't, I have problems with these guys. And this is Gossman too. I was I was pretty critical of Gossman where he was like all star, like nobody could touch him in the first half, and in the second half he was like a good pitcher, and yeah, that's why the Giants didn't resign him, and now he's back to being first half <laughs> Kevin Gossman all over again. He's trying well, to shove, then, he's trying to shove it at, shove it up well, my butt. Yeah, and that's the thing too is you got to see is he going to be second half uh, Gossman yeah, like he we'll was see. last year? So not I, that I'm rooting against him, but no, and and also. You got to look at it too. I mean, you got to. Do you want to give five years to that? Yeah. To where you're not sure if if he's going to be the same guy the entire season. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of years to give. But I think with Disclafani as well, uh, you know, Jacob Junis is pitching well right now too. So they said what at least like another five more weeks for Disclafani. So that that's a that's. I mean, you know, he's a veteran dude. He wants to pitch. I, I'm sure there's nothing behind it like. Hey, you're going to rest while Junis is doing well. No, he can't pitch. I mean, the, the guy just basically can't pitch right now. So, but luckily the Giants, they prepared for that the last couple of years where if uh, somebody goes down from the five man, you, you've got a couple other guys who could fill in and, and be that dude. So, yeah. I didn't realize my green screen was <laughs> fully covering until now. Oh, you destroyed the magic. <laughs> I was like, what's that thing over there in the corner? Oh, my green it's my, screen. My stack of paperwork down there. <laughs> okay, so now let's get to it. Sad times. I wish, Aww. I wish, yeah, let me see. If, do we have any sad music here? Let's see. No, you got sad uh, music. I don't want to get emotional right now. Oh, that is sad. A little sad. Yeah, poor Mauricio. For our guy, Mauricio Dubon. Our boy. Now, <laughs> he is somebody who you affectionately called, go for it, I'll let you say it. Esqueleto, right? Yes. Yes, so, from, if you've ever seen Nacho Libre, you probably can't pull up an Esqueleto uh, picture. Well, right let's, now, see. Huh? Well, we'll, see. Probably, we'll see. We'll see. Let's we'll see. see if you can do it. Because I mean, he, he really does. <laughs> Dubon looks a little, especially when he had, when he had the long flow. He looked just like um, Nacho Libre's uh, sidekick uh, wrestling partner in the movie. But yeah, we're uh, we're bummed. As soon as I saw that, it was Saturday morning. I'm sitting in. I'm about to settle in with a little bit of MLB the show, and then boom, there's the tweet. And yep. I wasn't. I was bummed, man. I was like, oh. Cause he, I mean, you talk about one of the happiest guys. Yeah, wanted most, to be a giant. Yeah, wanted to be a giant. Was a giant fan growing up. 
one of the happiest dudes. Um, and he just, he was always smiling, always having a good time. Even, even in the, in the drubbing of the Padres when he stole <laughs> second or no, when he, when he squared the bunt, when they're up by seven runs and, uh, you know, the Padres are getting fired up. He just stood at first base. Just like, was, By the way, did he really tell, yeah. do you think he really told, who was it? Hosmer at first? Hosmer. Yeah. Did you, do you think he really told him, Oh, they told me to bunt. <laughs> I believe that he did. Yeah. <laughs> I 100% believe that he did say that. <laughs> oh, that's what you do. Like when the bully comes over to you and yeah, yeah. Like, no, he told me to do it. Yeah. He told me to, that's not my fault. It's his yeah, fault. Yeah. He told me to dump that drink on you. <laughs> uh, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Dubon. Now, uh, uh, like you always like the guys who want to play for you, whose dream it was to play for you. And that, that was him. Like I, and I really appreciated that about Dubon and he was, he never hid that. Right. He was always right. like, Nope, this is just what I want. This is, this is who this is. These are my favorite. This is my favorite team. Like I was a Buster Posey fan. Like he yeah. would always just, you know, get so <laughs> fired up about it. And so it's so cool to know that that's the guy that you got. Now, at the same time, he had, he had some flaws in his game that for this style of baseball that the Giants play, you know, maybe not the best flaw to have when, you know, you, you're kind of too aggressive on the base pass and you create outs where we cannot afford to create outs, no, right? Not, and that, not with this time of team. Nope. And, I, the, and that was team. my that was my dad's thing with him, where he was just like, <laughs> what a dodo. Like, that's, he just texts me, <laughs> what a dodo. I was going to say, we should have had your dad on for the segment because <laughs> we would have been talking about the glowing times yeah, and now yeah, we yeah. miss him. And so your dad would have been like, that guy, yeah. glad he's gone. <laughs> but at the same time, now here's where he really excelled in what they did. Multiple positions, you put him on in the outfield and and he's you know he could play there decently he was you know maybe after Crawford maybe their best infielder defensively i think yeah. you know you could say I'd that say at least uh, opposite of first base um by the way here here's your photo oh look at look go. at that there that's, you go that's absolutely that's the same guy <laughs> that is not an actor that is mauricio Dubon. Who showed up uh, and Jack Black said, yeah, you want to be in my movie? <laughs> <laughs> so the poor podcast audience, yeah. they're dying to yeah, they, see this. They see this. We'll, we'll put one up on Twitter. You'll put that up on Twitter. Yeah, Here's I'll put it up on Twitter. Up on Twitter. Um, all right. So, yeah, unfortunate because he we liked him. But, you know, we also said this in the beginning. Like we talked about the, the crunch, the roster crunch. We said it's going to be Dubon or it's going to be Estrada. And you don't want to release these guys because yeah. they have value. You're basically giving a player who can be on a 26 man roster away for free. And who did they trade for Dubon? They got a guy by the name of Mike Papierski. <laughs> I want to tell you Mike's own two. The Giants are yeah. 0 2 in the Mike Papierski <laughs> era. So Mike Mike's got to do something man cuz we, we need to we need to get a win here uh, since you know since it's like the curse of Dubon it's like already. Oh yeah. And 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 the Papierski guy, he um not a big power guy, he's a switch hitting catcher. The Giants could always use, you know, in every system you could always use an extra catcher. But um 
they didn't get huge value back in return. And, and you remember too, Dubon was the guy, uh, was he part of the Pomeranz deal or the Will Smith deal? Yeah, I always get those two mixed I know, up. I can never remember because they, they, they traded to the Padres in like two separate deals in like a couple weeks uh, time difference. And I thought, why don't you just bundle everybody together and get like a huge deal yeah, out of this yeah. whole thing? But, you know. I'm, I'm sure it, it, you know, one, one happened and, and they weren't even thinking about the other guy. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, they go, Hey, by the way. Yeah. And then, the, you know, everything kind of started from there, but um, yeah, so he didn't get, he didn't get huge value back. But again, I mean, Dubon right now is not a huge value guy. Um, in his career with Houston, he is 0 for 1 so far. By the way. <laughs> I, just, I just looked it up. I think he had a pinch hit uh, appearance uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Pinch hit. Gi- Giants already down 1 0 in Colorado, by the way. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I got two outs and runners on the corners. See, you know, I don't know. Estrada could have dove for that if Dubon is at second. Might have been 0 0. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So when they traded, when they traded Dubon, he was hitting 239, but he, but he was only hitting 189 on May 8th. And all of a sudden on May 13th, he went a little bit of a tear. He's hitting 239. So, you know, the bat just never quite caught up to the defense and, uh, just hate to see him go, man. But that, that's the business. That's just kind of how it rolls sometimes. By the way, did you want to uh, mention that you got old Flan to reply to you on Twitter today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flan was uh, posted a pretty cool picture of him waving Pablo home. I got to look it up. <laughs> Because I don't remember uh, <laughs> what he actually said. He, you, oh, well, it, well, so so you you said, or no, he wrote in, in his in his tweet. Sometimes we would let him know we're on our way home, and you replied from our Thompson yeah. to Clark account. Uh, you and I have memories longer than the road that stretches out ahead. And Flannery said, "Sounds like a country <laughs> song." <laughs> well, and it because it, as soon as I see. You know, anytime I see words, I think of lyrics to songs. They said, we're on our way home, which is a Beatles song called uh, You and Me, uh, or Two of Us. It's called Two of Us. Uh, And so I reply with that. So then I replied and I said, it's almost as country as the Beatles would get, but not counting their hardcore country song, Rocky (laughs) Raccoon, where uh, Paul Paul McCartney is actually doing a kind of a, a Southern accent in that song too. But I hope I didn't offend him by saying, you know, that's a Beatles song. By the way. <laughs> I, I think he knows that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, these trades that the Giants made with the yeah. Mariners. Now, I asked you to look them you mean, up. You mean the Giants farm system? Yeah. The, the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> yeah. I asked you to look them up because uh, there's a bit of a, a trade dance Giants are doing. Now, basically what's happening is Mariners are putting guys – on waivers and the giants are coming in going like, Hey, why don't you just trade that guy to us and we'll give you something. So then they pull them off waivers and then they make the trade. Uh, But they made like five of them with the Mariners. What's going on here? Yeah. So I, I mean, basically what's happening is the giants are, are getting to be really, really good at when a team puts a, 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 or DFA somebody, um, they're not going through the waiver wire. So they can basically just like grab that player and do a cash trade or a player trade if they want to um, with that team. So the Giants have been offering up cash 
for 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 players and it just so happens that the mariners are one of those teams um that that they keep doing this with do you yeah. want me to go over the five yeah yeah that, just that quickly yeah. go over them yeah let me pull it up here i i went to the wrong uh text thread and i got a picture of uh Nestor Cortez. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trashing on old Nestor old Cortez. Nestor earlier. doing the oh. doing the delete delete my Twitter gimmick. Yeah, a little some him and his and his comments from ten years ago or so, yeah. and people and they, look another spam call. They were mad at um, us because we called them out on their BS. That's right. Man. Every time I talk about somebody, I get a phone call. Um, so yeah, we were talking about old Nestor. If you if you want to know more about Nestor Cortez, look it up. I'm not going to yeah. get into it. ESPN has it. <laughs> I don't want to repeat some of the words he said, so we'll just leave it at that. So so to so to run it down here on April 26, the Giants acquired infielder uh, Kevin Padlow, who we know uh, from the Mariners, and four days later, uh, Seattle traded first baseman Mike Ford to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, then earlier this week, the Giants dealt pitching prospect Prelander Baroa, and we can talk a little bit about Prelander Baroa too, because he's been in the top thirty uh, Giants prospects um, before. Because um, he's he's no slouch; he's been thrown really hard, and uh, pretty good pickup that the Giants got in the uh, what was that in the Sam Dyson trade, right mm-hmm. to the Twins. Um, so the Giants dealt Prelander Baroa to the Mariners. They got infielder Donovan Walton. Uh, who we saw the other day. I think it was Saturday we got to see Walton. Um, he started at second base against the Cardinals on Saturday. Giants traded four back to the Mariners for cash considerations on Thursday, which is something you don't see very often. And when that happened, I was like, is there a rule against that? Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that before where a guy gets traded and then you trade him right back to that team. Okay, here's, wonder, here's my question, though. Yeah, yeah. Did the Mariners have to give the giants back like $1 more than the giants gave them. I would, I would hope so. Cause if the <laughs> Mariners are like, we're, we'll take this guy who, you know, and he has options because he, he was in Sacramento and came up and down and up and down. Um, or just the, the one time for the giants. And he had a big hit. He had a two RBI double, uh, giants were fighting back. I'm trying to remember who they were playing against, but they, um, you know, they ended up losing that game. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I, I've just never seen something like that before. So yeah, I would hope through for all the trouble for uh, the Mariners letting us borrow their player and Mike Ford that they got a little bit of you know, a little here's a five spot for you to, mm-hmm. to sweeten the deal. Um, and then this week there's that Fairchild and Blandino deal. Um, so that's five transactions between the two teams in three weeks. That is insane. Did they like? Does the Mariners GM just call Farhan and go, hey, we're thinking about DFAing X. Yeah. You yeah. want in here. Since you love our players so much, let me tell you who we got. <laughs> yeah, the latest deal. And was this one done today? No, this was done at, right after the Dubon deal on Saturday. So uh, Alex Blandino, you remember, had a, a pretty good spring for the Giants this year. He gets traded to Seattle um, because he was only hitting 183 in Sacramento. Um, and he got traded for uh, Stuart Fairchild, who's actually uh, had a couple of big league at bats. So, You think he's um, related to Morgan Fairchild? 
There's a good no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, I was going to say there's there's a good possibility, but I highly doubt. Nobody it. younger than us has any idea who Morgan Fairchild no, is. No, hell no, no. What was she on? Was it Dynasty? On one of those shows. Well, I don't know. Um, I barely. I'm not even old enough to barely remember her. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 a little young for the Morgan Fairchild <laughs> crowd. Okay, so uh, before we get, we're gonna talk a little bit about what happened last week. We'll look ahead to this week, and and then uh, we'll be off here. But before, wanted to mention uh, kind of what we're drinking here, um, and also Twitter, Instagram, BSPN shows. I've been posting a lot of photos uh, for whenever news breaks. Um, pretty cool images, and what I'm starting to do, well. We'll see. This is a, this is an experiment. So Instagram has a product called Reels, and it's like these short videos. TikTok, people understand what TikTok is. S- sort of similar idea. And so you take these videos, and they're a little bit produced, and you put them up. And I think it kind of fits what we do fairly well because, you know, we're talking about Giants and we're talking about the Warriors on the death lineup and we're talking about 49ers on the red and gold standard. And so we kind of fit that that news thing. So uh, probably in the next couple of days, hoping for tomorrow, our first reels from the BSPN shows account will go up and it's based on the 49ers schedule. But you can imagine anytime something cool happens, and Brad and I aren't doing a podcast. We may throw a reels up. You may see Brad's face, my face, talking about a specific news thing. So we're going to have fun with it. It's not going to be super serious, but, you know, I, I come from uh, the journalism, the broadcast journalism world, so I know how to read news copy. <laughs> Brad knows how to shoot news copy. <laughs> there, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, so so we're going to have fun with them. But check it out, Instagram and Twitter, BSPN Shows. We're gonna we're 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 keep we're working on our social media game here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're like, so, like we said, we're old guys. So social media is <laughs> it's fun, but you know, we get super excited when we tweet Flan and he tweets back and we're like, Oh, look at that. And, and you know, the kids are probably like, uh yeah, that's everyday, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, so quickly, my drink today. I I hit you up because I went to the grocery store the other day. Yeah. And I found a Johnny Walker high rye blended scotch. And I immediately bought it. Like, didn't even hesitate. Just threw it right in my cart and was like, I'm in. I, I, I Like, I don't even need to look it up. I, I, I'm just in. Like, Johnny Walker, come on. I'm in. Uh, and so uh, I'm not a rye guy necessarily, but yeah, see, that, that's my thing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and so when I had it, I was like, I'm just getting it because I like getting stuff for the podcast and we can talk about it. And then I had it just with ice. Uh, the the first, I don't know. I don't know when I, you know, next day or whatever. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And I had to have it for the podcast. And so if you go to johnnywalker.com, they have some... Uh, recipes for cocktails and so i looked it up and i was you know i I, i'm i am staying away from any sort of added sugar and they have like all these like oh put some you know some sprite in it or something i was like no let me find something new (laughs) so one of the cocktail recipes was green tea 
Johnny mm. Walker and green tea. I was like, oh, this is interesting. interesting. Now, I don't have green tea, and they wanted the sweetened green tea. I was like, no, but I have normal brewed iced tea. So it's a, a shot and a half of the whiskey and a half of a shot of iced tea. And then I threw a little bit of lime juice on it. And it is very delicious. Now, I don't know how much of the iced tea that I can actually taste. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so so it's mostly a, a, a rye and, and, uh, and lime juice. But I think I may play with the uh, the ratio there with, yeah. uh, with, with iced tea because I, I do enjoy iced tea a lot. And But, yeah. Johnny Walker and iced tea and some lime juice was uh, very refreshing. Now, are you, so I'm the type of person when I buy a drink like that, like the Johnny Walker, I've never had it before, like a blended scotch and rye, which I've, I've actually never even heard of that before a a blended scotch and rye. So it sounds really interesting. The, The first thing I'll do is I won't mix it with anything. I'll pour it into a glass and just drink it straight. Just mm. to try it because I want to get the flavor so I know what it is. And and then the next time I might put it in an ice cube mm-hmm. or or then be like, hmm, this would go good with, you know, this flavor or whatever else. Right. So I always like to try it just straight. But that that's how I do it. Do you do it like that at all? Or You know, I don't often have things straight because um, I think from a, like a body temperature perspective, I like to, to stay yeah. cool. And if I drink something straight, I mean, you can see like my face is already a little bit red because I'm half Asian, (laughs) right? So you get the little flushness. If I was to not have this ice cube, like it would really hit me. You know, I really, I would really feel the heat. No, you know, know, maybe in the winter, I I probably have a little bit, I have it neat a little bit more when it's cold because it kind of warms you up. But yeah. When when there when there's you know when there's some warmth around it's really hard for me to drink things without yeah. ice. Well, I'll even just it'll just sometimes even be a sip. Like I'll I'll just pour enough to like a sip or two, and then it's done. And then I go okay now now I want to try it with the ice cube. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that sounds really interesting. I'd like to because I really do like the rise. That the, yeah. those are some of my favorites. I love to make old fashions. There's a place around the corner before the pandemic. We went to it in like December. Uh, you know, like two months before everything shut down and uh, they were making old fashions with scotch. Mm. So just like straight scotch, not a blend. It was a single malt scotch. I think it was Glenn Livet. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I was like, I don't know. If, I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I, I love old fashions cause yeah. rye. Yeah. So I'm not sure I want to try this. And uh, sure enough, it was fantastic. So I had to. <laughs> there you go. Because that's what you do. You like it. You have to. Wait. Um, so, so are you are you drinking something or because last yeah, yeah. week last week you were you were kind of taking the week off. Yeah. So I had the I had the meloxicam, but it, what I actually did is I backed off and I've been doing a lot more stretching. And mm-hmm. you can't see it right now, but I got a, a heating pad that I've just been I've been working this heating pad, man. I every moment I sit down. I have the heating pad on and I've been really loosening that muscle and I've been trying to like back off of the anti-inflammatories and stuff. So, uh, so today I do have a drink. Uh, it starts with the Zevia ginger, ginger ale, uh, you know, pour that into a nice pint glass with a big mm-hmm. old ice cube. And then you throw in the Trader Joe's Kentucky Best Whiskey, age four years. I don't know. It's all gimmicky because it is, um, 
you know, it is Trader Joe's, but they do. Trader Joe's always has some good stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's a, it's a straight bourbon. It's a weeded bourbon. Um, and I think it's 40. Yeah. It's 40%. It's 80 proof. So a uh, shot of that with the ginger ale. And that that's one of my favorite drinks. Like when I'm barbecuing and I want something that like you talk about cold, I want something cold. Yeah. Put a couple ice cubes in there, some ginger ale, shot of that bourbon in there barbecue just sip on it and it, it's a nice uh relaxing drink so so yes it only took one week and i'm back <laughs> <laughs> all right so didn't want to you know we still have the other twitter as well bspn yeah. shows and also our our actual twitter's thompson mm-hmm. to clark on twitter if you want to check that out all right so uh you know we don't have to talk too much about last week uh we've kind of talked about it a little bit but the giants uh win three at home against the Rockies. Then they win the next game against St. Louis. And was that, was that have been six? Was that six in a row? That was six in a row. Friday night was uh, six in a row. And then I tweeted, look at us. We won six in a row. And I feel like the, uh, what was it? I feel like the skid is so far behind us. Mm-hmm. And then we lose two in a row. So I will never do that again. I apologize. <laughs> I not be doing that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so here's my, here's my main question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at some of these, we went over the divisions mm-hmm. and there, the, what, what's interesting about baseball, especially early the one division in which teams are playing generally well is ours, but you have the heroes of the division and then you have like the horrendous teams and the giants don't have those teams this year in their division. Right. They'll, they'll get to play Cincinnati soon. Soon. I think yeah, yeah. they play Cincinnati, <laughs> but the, the sort of the, you know, when you separate the good teams from the, teams that are kind of propped up by playing bad teams. I'm just trying to figure out where the giants fit in that equation. Now we can go through their, their, uh, their schedule so far and, and we can see, you know, okay, who, who are the good teams who are the bad teams? We, we know the Dodgers are, are, are a great team and the giants lost okay. two to them, right? The Mets are a really good team. The giants lost three out of four. Yeah, the Nationals bad. Giants swept them. <laughs> Guardians, eh? Giants swept them. So you can see where I'm going. Are the Giants actually a good team, or are they just going to be a team this year that really, really beats up on the bad teams, and they're going to struggle with some of the better teams that in, in baseball? Well, that you know, I, I talked a bit, little bit about this last week. What do you think the Cardinals are? Yeah, because if you think the Cardinals are a good team. The Giants are a good team because yeah. th- those two teams are very, very evenly matched. They are a, you know, second place, sometimes first place team right now. Giants are still getting to full strength. Uh, you know, like I said, Listella's coming back. Hey, look, look, the Giants um, are 20 and 14. This is not a team who's yeah, like yeah, 18 yeah. and 18, right? That's no. not that's not what I'm saying. But you just wonder, some teams can beat up on the really bad teams. I, I right. want to see the Giants beat some good teams. Now, we'll have a chance because the Padres are coming to town at the end of next week. Well, and you remember how it went last year. They won 107 games. And when they played good teams, very good teams, the Milwaukee Brewers, they were winning four to three ball games yeah. late, you know, eighth inning, ninth inning, um, getting, getting to their bullpen, their tough bullpen. So, 
man, I kind of feel like this is the same team, but because of the injuries and they've got other, and, and I mean, it's the same team, but now you're starting to get rid of guys. Dubon is gone. Um, Luis Gonzalez is, you know, starting to become that outfielder, that extra outfielder. Um, uh, you know, so a lot has changed, but a lot has not changed, if that makes sense, because the Giants are still going to be that team um, that is going to win the two to one games, the three to two games. Um, you know, if, if a team goes out on top like the Cardinals did yesterday, nine to nothing, I mean, God, it was five nothing, then it was seven nothing, then it was nine nothing. The Giants are, have never been a team the last few years built to compete like that. They're not going to come back in a seven to nothing ball game and then, you know, come back and, and put a beating on you. Like the Philly, the Phillies did that to the Dodgers a couple times this weekend. Um, I don't see the Giants as that type of team, but they are definitely a team where if the Giants score three runs in the first couple of innings and hold the other team to nothing, they have a very, very good chance, probably like a 95% chance of winning that game because of their bullpen and the way that bullpen has been pitching. Um, but yeah, I would love to see the Giants go out against a good team like the Dodgers and, and go up 7 nothing in the second inning, like the Dodgers did to us last year when, when – yeah. um, you know, Disclafani was on the mound and they just beat him up. Uh, but that's just not who we are. You're, you're, you're always going to have that. You're always going to have that envy of, I, I want to be the team like the Mets. It just goes out there and cranks home runs and beats you up. But you know, the giants are always going to be that team where it's just, you know, Hey, we scored two runs in the first. That might be all we need. Let's see. Let's bite our nails for the next eight innings and yeah. <laughs> see what happens. So, the Giants are playing the Rockies now. You know, they swept the Rockies uh last week, eight to five, nine to two, seven to one. So, you know, pretty, pretty good beatings there. These games weren't really all that mm-hmm. contested. Now, back in Colorado, which historically the Giants have struggled. Though last year they I I I think they played pretty well last year in, in Colorado. They did, and they were awful on the road. Yeah. The the the, the Rockies were awful on the road. Uh, they were good at home, but the Giants beat them up pretty good at home. So, you know, if the Giants get one, possibly two, I, I feel like that's a positive. Uh, you know, somewhere in in this world, Tim Linscombe is 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 tweeting or not? Actually, he's not tweeting. He's he's mumbling about <laughs> a humidor or something. Uh, and then the Padres come back. To San Francisco. Now, the Giants have not gone to San Diego, so the Padres are here twice before the Giants go there. And the last time the Padres were here, you know, there's some frustration going on with San Diego. I can still see in my mind Matt Williams <laughs> in the dugout just staring at oh, Mauricio so, Dubon. So angry. So mad <laughs> at poor Mauricio, all 137 pounds of the guy. <laughs> but but there were the, that was real frustration, right? And now, you yeah. know, we're about a month away from that. And do you think that there's going to be any I don't know about bad feelings about each other, but I feel like the Padres are coming in and and they they feel like you know, they feel like they're playing pretty good baseball and, and they feel like maybe they have a little bit of uh, revenge here 
But uh, do you do you expect any fireworks from these two teams? I, you know, I usually don't. I usually say, well, enough time has passed and and whatever. And uh, but no, I I think <laughs> I I think the Padres are pissed because again, here they are playing good ball and they're still not in first place because that that's just kind of well, are, are they tied for first? Tied for first, yeah. technically. Dodgers are a couple point. percentage points ahead. Yeah. So and, and the Padres think they definitely think they're better than the Dodgers um, because they've been building this roster. Now they got Bob Melvin. Um, so I think they're going to come in to San Francisco and try to make a statement. And that statement may be physical. And it looks like they, uh, Rockies lost Senzatella, right? Senzatella had an injury. Yeah, they, they brought in so, a reliever. Yeah, the Rockies still up 1-0. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they just made a pitching change. Okay. And so the yeah, so the Padres I think they're going to come in and try to make a statement and I think they're going to try to I don't I don't know if there's going to be like, you know, fighting. I don't know if there's going to be high and tight pitches. I don't know if there's going to be a beanball war. I think it's going to be more like we want to go out and we want to win all three of these games 12 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what they're going to do is just try to pile on, pile on, pile on. Um which is understandable. Again, we talked about it in this day and age in this game. You need to. That's what you got to do. You got to pile on because uh, the the ball, I, I mean, we still think the ball flies out of the ballpark, and we've heard the rumblings of a uh, much worse baseball this year than, than we've seen in the past. But now I think we're starting to see a, a different baseball mixed in. Wasn't there uh, somebody the other day, uh, a baseball, an actual player tweeted, you know, this guy hit the ball the same launch angle two times in a row, and the sa- not two times in a row, but the same launch angle and the same miles per hour off the bat. One went out and one was caught, yeah. like, you know, 15 feet in front of the warning track. So there are definitely two different baseballs. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if you can really prove that with that because you know how much goes into physics and, and everything else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that the Padres are probably going to say, you know, hey, let's pile it on, let's pile it on, let's make it like a, you know, a 10, nothing drubbing. Let's get them in the, in the first couple of innings and just knock out their starters. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be spirited. It's going to be fun. And it's, it's at, uh, Oracle and, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And then after that series, so again, we, I, I feel like it's every single time we do this show, we always go into like this is a big week. This is a big week because they got Colorado, then they they're home for San Diego, and then they're home for the Mets. The Mets come in, and the Giants want revenge there. So, oh yeah, you, you know there's there's going to be six games in a row right there. They're just going to be pretty hardcore fun baseball. So, if you want to look at this, the Padres schedule in the same way they look at the Giants schedule. Mm-hmm. They've played the Reds six times, and they've beat the Reds six times. So what does that mean? I mean, the Reds are there. They're supposed to beat them. That, that's what they did. Does it yeah. mean that you know they're, 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 their schedule gets a little harder uh, <laughs> as they don't play the Reds? Possibly. But I, I, I'm going to be you know, very interested in that series because, A, because of the frustration from the previous one, but also... Padres are kind of back, right? And are they real or are they not real? I think that is to be determined still. And what were, I think the Giants probably feel like they are the better team. Uh, 
the Padres probably feel like, hey, you know, we got the better record. So it's it's kind of interesting. Padres are Giants are plus 33. Padres are plus 16. Um, and and I think there's good, you know, not to say that a series this early in the season means more than, you know, than, than one should. But, you know, for a May series, I sort of feel like this is going to be a pretty important one. So we'll, we'll follow that closely for next week. Well, also back in April, uh, the Padres lost two out of three to the Dodgers. So they got a little big brothered by the Dodgers earlier in the year. Um, they also got big brothered by the Giants because the Giants took two out of three. Um, and and in between those series, you know, they split with the Braves, swept the Reds twice. So and yeah, the I think I mean, in there. Pirates yeah, the Pirates there. were in there. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think right now everybody's trying to kind of find their footing. And these are the games. I mean, the, the National League West games like this. So Ty Block is in. There you go. Uh, former Giant. There we go. Um, so a so gay like, starter for the Giants one season. That's right. Isn't that crazy <laughs> to think? Man. I think that was the year Bumgarner, like, flipped the motorcycle or whatever he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So time yeah, block. I'm so, pretty yeah. sure it was. Yeah. Or or was it the one he took the line drive off the pinky? Oh, it might have been that. Maybe it was that one. Yeah, Could because actually one. looking at Colorado now, I remember uh, uh, Mad Bum did it in like in between the Colorado series. I think it was. They were in Colorado. They left, and they he did his motorbike thing. But yeah, I think it was the line drive off the pinky that broke his broke his pinky. Um, but yeah, they, I mean these National League West games are going to be very very high strung, very hard fought because now we're in May. We're heading into June. I mean, we're just got a couple of weeks until we're into June and and that's when the real fighting just kind of kind of starts and the Giants are getting healthy and um that's a big series, a couple of big series coming up, especially the Mets coming into town. I'm looking forward to that one because for some reason I just don't like the Mets. We owe them. And, yeah, we owe them and for years I have not liked the Mets and I think it's probably because the the 86 beating of my Dwight Evans Red Sox <laughs> ever since then. I've been mad at the Mets. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll be it from here. Um, you know, actually, we 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 buried this one. And oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll quickly, quickly do it. And, you, and it's it's a very easy one to go through because of the, the, way <laughs> the, easy. the, 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 the rankings <laughs> went out. But we mentioned Luis Gonzalez earlier in the show. Yeah how the Giants sent him down because he had options. Well, guess what? He was also our player of the week, <laughs> Luis Gonzalez. He uh, he won unanimously player yeah. of the week. I think that's the first time we've had a unanimous winner. I threw up uh, Austin Slater. Didn't have you know it wasn't it didn't have a huge week Austin Slater but nobody really did other than Luis Gonzalez Slater hit two eighty six five hundred woba but he walked a lot forty one point seven percent walk rate two runs and and an RBI um, Harleen Garcia mustachioed Casale just went deep by yeah the way. One, oh did he yeah nice one one excellent uh, see that's what happened you got to get an injury to the starting pitcher and then we get back in it uh, Harleen Garcia four innings uh, retired all 12 batters that he faced three strikeouts um, and then Luis Gonzalez hit 471 this week and, and it, again it's just you, you look at this and you go well we need some offense and we just sent down a guy who hit 471 this week. With a 535 Woba, a home run, six ribs, three runs, two stolen bases, and he pitched one and a third innings, gave up one hit and no runs. 
the new Shohei. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's he's now the last National League pitcher to hit a home run. There you go. Because he, t- he took Pujols' Ephus pitch deep. Now, did, so he did hit it when he was the actual pitcher. Yeah. So that, that's what makes he, it. I think he came into the game as a pitcher, didn't he? Uh, no, he played left field. He made a catch okay. in left field at, okay. at one point. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We are done here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Like we said, we're going to be talking about that the the series and previewing the Mets series. We'll see if the Mets can stay hot. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. R.I.P. Mauricio Dubon. Even though you're not mm-hmm. dead, you're just off <laughs> yeah, of don't, our team. Yeah, don't kill him. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, going to Houston. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gets to play for Destiny, though. So that's, Yeah, that's, that's true. Good. There's a link there. You're right. There's a link. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see when we see you. Peace out. Peace.